What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 94 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch, as always, nothing's changed. What do you mean nothing's changed? Nothing's changed. Nothing changed. We had a huge change. <laughs> I know Another year on the calendar. Oh, God. Another it. trip around the earth for old Scott Sturman here. 32 years young. Holy yes. buckets. Yeah, October 10, 32 years young. and uh, Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, is your brother's birthday is the next day. So, yep. so as you got older, your parents were like, oh, we're already sick of this one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, we don't want to celebrate his birthday. Yeah. My birthday's October <laughs> 10. Eric's birthday's October 11th. I don't want to sound crazy, but I don't know what happened nine months before that, but apparently my parents <laughs> liked it. <laughs> so I guess that's all we're going to dip into that right now. So moving along. No, Matt, that, that picture that you posted, uh, on my birthday of uh, of me and you and Stuart and Jeremy and Ramrod <laughs> and Euler, Loreth, uh, the Coxes, that that was absolute gold. That was like a little kid's birthday party, <laughs> yeah. like from Gigglebees or Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. And Matt yeah. face swapped a bunch of us all on there and uh, kind of wrote a different story on each person. Ramrod said y'all way too many times. <laughs> Stuart uh, taught us all how to catch one pound bass. Yeah. And that was... That was and good. Jeremy K talked about all of his his numerous heat race wins from his racing career. I figured it was either going to be numerous heat race wins or the fact that he hasn't even spent a dollar in the last year. <laughs> I thought about that. That's what it's going to be. Is I have the theme that we were at an arcade and Jeremy somehow got a thousand tickets and only spent twenty five cents. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know they, they, you know that old saying like still has the first dollar he ever made. <laughs> oh yeah. Jeremy Clausen still has the oh, first yeah. dollar he ever made. That's right, because he's just never spent any nope. of it. So. Nope. No, I was going to give a special shout-out to your mom on there, too, and just say, you know, thanks, Laura, for bringing two extra <laughs> or an extra six-foot sub after Scott ate the first two by himself. <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, man. I got a cake. I got That a birth- was sweet. I got a birthday cake with a, a bass jumping on it, and uh, it had the BASS logo on it, and... Uh, yeah, a coworker of mine, his wife does cakes on the side, and uh, so I was talking to him about it, and he's like, you know, can literally do anything in the whole entire world, you know, you know, you want me to figure out a fishing deal, and I'm like, yeah, figure out a fishing deal or whatever, and he sent me that that night, and I'm like, yeah, that was yeah. awesome. <laughs> so that that was really awesome. Uh, maybe once we're done recording, uh, maybe we'll go upstairs and have a piece and just <laughs> talk about life for a little while. But it's still it's it's not gone. I hey I I tried hard but I I I couldn't get it all done. That's a big. You talk about Jeremy saving the first dollar he's ever made. I've never seen you leave one piece of cake left. <laughs> I don't normally leave a whole lot of whole lot of cake laying around, but uh, no, but uh, no. So this week uh, officially uh, the Super Bowl of walleye fishing. Yep. Uh, the NWT Championship up on Lake Erie, October fourteenth through seventeenth. And, uh, oh, this one's, uh, this one's going to be a banger. And, and, uh, Garth Halkus, uh, a past guest here a couple weeks ago who, uh, was doing the co-angler side of it. Um, you know, he had kind of talked, he wasn't a hundred percent sure if he was going to be able to get work off and make it up there. Garth did get work off. Awesome. Garth is up there right now already pre-fishing for it. And, uh, so yeah, we're going to be pulling for him and, uh, yeah, golly, that'd be pretty sweet, you know, to have a just a bang up day and you know end up finishing up there and take home one of them trophies i did see that they had a 
one of the practice days got blown out. Got <laughs> I a, believe that. I Holy mean, moly. Yeah, up there. Well, and here today what it's like. But So a lot of those guys are just getting tackle prepared and getting yep. ready to head out there. You know, and that, I mean, as much as you want to get out there and, and do stuff like that, it's probably not the worst thing, you know, to, because, you, you know, if they don't full on cancel it, you know, everyone feels like, oh, right. you know, I got to go, I got to go. And, you know, I mean, then it's tough conditions. And, you know, whenever I think about tough winds on uh, those those uh, Great Lakes up there, I just think of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's nothing to, nothing to mess with. And like you said, sometimes might be it might actually be a better thing for them than what they realize. Right. Kind of gives them a little bit of a little way to work on their mental part of it. You know, I can't tell you how many times you hear people say, you know, wow, I had a, I had a bad practice and you know, then you just, you got to fish what's in front of you. You know I mean? You're not like, Oh man, you know, on Tuesday I was just really hammering them here. And, and now all of a sudden you're not. And, you're not wasting time, you know, because, well, they should be here. They were here the other day. And so you just, yeah, you, you make it work. But, uh, Corey Sprangle is, uh, you know, we've kind of talked about him in the past on here. Uh, I mean, widely considered the best tournament angler, uh, you know, walleye tournament angler around right now, but, uh, he's in first place right now in angler of the year with 552, David Kolb with 549 and past guest John Hoyer with 547. So it's a pretty, oh, yeah. you know, bunched up top three. Any of those, you know, that, that could easily shake around pretty fast. And uh, um, then there's a 10-point drop down to uh, fourth place. But, you know, I don't think 10 points is really that big of a deal uh, considering that they only fish a few tournaments a year when, you know, you're up in the 552s, the 549s. I don't know how they're – uh, points formula is, but I got a feeling somebody in thirteenth, fourteenth plates could jump to first place. Yeah, I you mean, know, it's really anybody's anybody's game. That top ten is definitely going to shuffle around by the end of the tournament, right? So uh, let's talk a little bit about ties, Matt. Uh, in twenty thirteen, Corey Sprangle tied for Angler of the Year with uh, Robert. I'm going to pronounce his last name wrong, but Blosser Bloser. Uh, twenty thirteen, he tied with him and. Uh, Sprangle lost the tiebreaker, so he ended up finishing second in Angler of the Year. But uh, he's finished in the top ten every single year he's ever been on the NWT in Angler of the Year points. Yeah, he, he I mean, he he works hard. I'm not saying that the other guys don't work hard, but, I mean, he eats and breathes it. What I mean, what do you think? I mean, somebody that is so consistently at the top, like – what does he have that's different? I mean, I mean, is it? I just, don't know if is he it has a anything. Sixth sense? I think it's just a, a combination of everything. I mean, I don't know if it, it's that he has something that's different than everybody else, or has that one thing that's different. I think that he just has all of it. I mean, you know what I mean? There, it's just like because he can catch him anywhere, any how, any time. It seems like. Right. You know, I mean, it'd be one thing if all of a sudden, you know, he had just one year where, holy moly, he's just killing everybody. And all of a sudden in the off season, you know, his his big electronic sponsor comes out, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, look at, you know, Sprangle's been using the 
the Jackhawk 9000 last year. Right. You know, yeah. now it's available at all your, you know, sporting goods deals for $9,000. And, and, you know, everyone would be like, oh, my God, the Jackhawk 9000. <laughs> I need the Jackhawk 9000. But, I mean, he's been doing this year after year after year after year. I mean, it's not, it's not a bait. It's not no. electronics. I mean, it's something that's in his head. I don't, yeah. I mean, he's got... He thinks like a walleye. Yeah, he's got the instinct to do it. And, I mean, it's obviously something that can't be taught. And I, I really think, like, a lot of those guys up there in that top 10 that consistently top, finish in that top 10 in those tournaments, they just they just have something. Something different. I just think, like I said, I think it's just a combination. They have it all. Like, they know their electronics. They know their boats. They know the systems that they're going to fish in. And they fish hard. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's crazy. I don't have it. I don't have it. Oh, you got it somewhere. I mean, maybe not for walleye fishing or anything like that, but you got something. Eating pizza. Hey, everybody's got to be good at something. My superpower is eating tombstone pizza. Not a bad superpower. No, I mean, it's the best you, superpower. You know, we're off topic here a little bit. But no, you, we can go you, way off topic. Do you, do you have, like, what's your favorite tombstone pizza? Like, I ask a lot of times when the elementary kids leave the gym after PE class, I always ask them a question, like, a while ago. It was like, well, your favorite kind of ice cream, you know, your favorite fruit, your favorite vegetable. It's just something to kind of break up the end of class. What's your favorite? Canadian bacon. Is it? Bar none. The Not even close. The OCB. Oh, Canadian bacon and then regular cheese pizza. Those are the two best pizzas. I, I don't know that uh, I don't know that Tombstone even has a cheese, but I'm not going to buy frozen pizza that's cheese. But uh, if I'm going to order, I, oh, yeah, just go straight cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't need to church this, <laughs> church this up. Just give me the pizza. That's right. What about you? You ever eat frozen pizza? Uh. Not, When's I the last time you had a frozen pizza, Matt? Oh, I've had slices of it. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. Like, I think within a year, I've had a few slices of frozen pizza. Somebody's made it after something, and it's like, yeah, I'll grab a slice of it. But actually, like having it, like last time I bought a frozen pizza, it's been a while. I've gotten those Papa Murphy like ready baked. Right. Oh, ones. them are good. Right. Oh, them are good. Right. My in laws I mean, brought a couple over the other day. Woo. Oh, I know. That made uh, the outlaws in laws. <laughs> I was all right with that. You want to know what the difference is between? Uh... Okay, hold on. I gotta. Do you know what the difference between outlaws and in laws are? What's that? Outlaws are wanted. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That one goes out to Very Austin true. Bruggeman. He's he's listening to this. He told me that the other day, and it was like, you know what? That's a good one. Yeah. I I thought, man. Here I am recording this, and I'm going to screw this thing up. But uh, no, that's that was a good one, and I do like those. You know, I think that's why me and you work out so so good on this podcast, Matt, because we are. I mean, we've got a lot of similarities, but we've got a lot of polar opposites, like, right? You know, I mean, here I am. I basically live off frozen pizza and Mountain Dew, and and have you had a Mountain Dew in the past five years? No, no, I can't remember the last time I had pop. That's crazy. Like, I can't. Like, literally, I can't remember my last pop. I can't, like, nope. I would say in the past week, I've probably drank 30 Mountain Dews. Code Reds or regulars? You know, I, I used to be all Code Red, and I, I've i gone back to the regular. Went back to the unleaded. Yeah. Huh? I, 
<laughs> the E85 of Mountain Dew. Now Fil- it seems filtered. It seems like because it, it seems like I saw like there's like 30 different flavors of Mountain Dew now. Oh like, my gosh! Pretty soon you're not going to be able to go into a gas station and be like, like, oh okay, here's all the pop selection right here. Here's this flavor. Here's that flavor. That they one. It's just like suck. this one is just Minnesota or just they Mountain suck. Dew. When we were up fishing up in uh, up in Canada. Uh, we asked for a 12 or a Mountain Dew, um, you know, cause that was a fly in deal. And if you, uh, they, they would give you a special deal, you know, that they, you could, uh, put your grocery, um, put your grocery list in that they would have it all there. And so we put in that we wanted a 12 or a Mountain Dew and, uh, they gave us Baja Blast, oh, Mountain Dew Baja that Blast. That doesn't even sound good. It sounds like it would make your Baja Blast is what it makes it sound like. I mean, I, the disappointment when I got there to get on the airplane and I saw Baja Blast, it was just like, oh my God, like, Cancel the I'm going to die. Cancel and, the trip. And so, you know, I mean, but, but we're out on an island. Right. And that's what we had. Yep. So by the end of it, you know, it's like, well, all right, you know. Baja Blast, Baja Blast, whatever. And so, you know, it's kind of one of those deals. Like, every once in a while now, I kind of almost, like, want to try one of them Baja Blast just because it kind of brings me back to that trip or whatever. But the other day, me and Grady, uh, we were down at Sunshine here, and uh, we were looking at the cooler, and they had all the different kinds of Mountain Dew. They got, like, Liberty Brew and, and I don't know, they got green and orange and purple and, and brown and whatever. And uh, they had a mystery one there. So I was like, ah, you know what? Like, you know, I'm I'm tough. You know, yep. I'm, I'm 31, almost 32. And right. I can have one of these mystery brews. Grady, what was that flavor? You don't even remember? Oh, my God. It was terrible. terrible. Oh, my God. It was so bad. That's probably what was left over of the barrel when they made it or whatever they make Mountain Dew in. It's just like, oh, let's put it in here. It tasted like, what candy was that that it tasted like? Starburst. Wow, that's that'd be like sweet. And I'm I'm all right with Starburst. Right. Like I mean, I can eat a Starburst, but, when but I can't a drink a Starburst. I was gonna say when you're eating a Starburst, you're expecting the taste, but drinking a Mountain Dew, you're not expecting to get that. I mean, the the funny part is like if it would have been Grady that would have you know got that mystery. And he would have drank like two drinks out of it and been like, nah, I don't want it. I'd be like, like, no, you're no drinking way. it. Yeah, you're drinking it, whatever. <laughs> well, it was me. And it was like, yeah, I ain't drinking that. <laughs> I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. But, you know, a big shout out to Mountain Dew because they are a big sponsor of the outdoor world the last few years. They're on with Swindle. Yeah. And yep. they earlier this year, they ran a promotion where it was like $100,000 they put towards like paying for people's uh, fishing license. Really? Yep. And I mean, it sold out like boom. Oh, I believe it. Like you would have to go in there and put like a code or something like that, if I remember right. And, and they ended up doing another $100,000 towards. Huh. Well, that. that's pretty sweet. Yeah. That was pretty cool. So. I didn't even know about that, but I'm probably so busy staring at the bottom of a can. Right. They should put to... it on the bottom yeah. of the can. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I knew about it. Yeah, I knew about it. But uh, no, back before we went crazy off the rails there, uh, uh, we were talking about ties, and uh, actually in this last Bassmaster Elite Series uh, at Santee Cooper, um, a whole slew of ties. Uh, it was kind of crazy. Bill Lowen uh, ended up, Bill Lowen and Patrick Walters ended up with 42 pounds, 13 ounces after day two. Nope. After day three. Right. And uh, that, that gets you in, you know, the top 10 going fish on Championship Sunday. And uh, so how they did it was 
um, whoever had the biggest bag, biggest single day bag, uh, and it was Bill Lowen who had 15 pounds on day one. Patrick Walters had 14 pounds, nine ounces on day three. And so Bill Lowen got 10th place and technically Patrick Walters got 11th place, which makes it that he doesn't get to fish on Sunday. But there was also one, two, three, four, five, five other ties in that. And uh, the most notable one, well, A, Wisconsin angler Caleb Koopfall uh, over Kyle Monte for 53rd place. But uh, Taku Idu over Scott Canterbury for 64th place. You heard that right. Taku Idu over Scott Canterbury for 64th place. Taku was in the runnings to be Angler of the Year this year. Right. Canterbury won Angler of the Year last year for 64th place. Yeah. That's that's at the bottom of the barrel in this tournament. It really is. And, I mean, that just goes to show you, like, holy moly, like, this fall fishing is freaking tough on these guys. Like Some of them it is. I mean, and, and some of them it's not. Right. It seems like the northern guys... Uh, exactly. are, are having a good couple tournaments here like this fall stuff kind of is in their wheelhouse right uh austin felix minnesota angler austin felix is now leading rookie of the year takoidu was and and austin felix has now taken him over um and Corey johnston now has jumped into second Corey johnston Canadian angler has jumped into second in angler of the year right behind Clark Wendlet, and you know Seth Fighter had a poor day one in the uh, at Santee, but he came back and and did pretty decent on day two, which salvaged him a decent uh, you know a decent tournament. But I mean he's still right in the mix for angler of the year. But I mean yeah, just these northern guys are are doing really good with this fall swing down south. Yeah. There, I, it is. I'd, even like, but just a testament of what fall fishing is like. Look at how Bill Lowen did last tournament. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. When uh, somebody I know uh, had him on their fantasy fishing team. Right. And that's the way it usually goes. So you probably left him off this week. Yeah. And he's in the top 10. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of a, it's a crazy deal how some of those bites go. Right. Nine, do you think, do you think that so many of these, Southern anglers are so programmed to drop the trolling motor and troll down the bank, flip docks, you know, do all the, you know, get up under, uh, you know, lay downs and whatever. And some of these Northern anglers, cause I mean, Carl Jockamson and Brandon Polinick, you know, I watched some of them and, and they seemed like they were a little bit farther offshore throwing big, you know, big baits, big swim baits, big, you know, glide baits, right. whatever. And do you think that these northern guys aren't afraid to go a little bit offshore because it's, you know, with with them knowing, you know, smallmouth fishing like the back of their hand, do you, you know, are, are they fishing for some of these fish a little bit more like smallmouth, do you think? Or, or is it just... I don't think that they're, like, this tournament doesn't seem like it's more of like a deep, kind of a smallmouth type fishing style. Polinick did catch one off of on like a seven pounder on the drop shot today i believe really yeah in a brush pile but it's more of that like it's like they're finding brush piles just like the like at gunnersville and some of those other tournaments lately seems like if they can find the brush piles out deep it's going to hold fish 
But it also, I've seen a lot of guys up shallow fishing in heavy cover. I mean, Polinick had that, he had a seven pounder the other day that he had to pull out of some thick stuff. So yeah. I, I think it's just, I don't know if they're moving a lot. They're staying on the grind. As I think they're not like given one pattern. They're not like wasting time on a pattern. Right. Like if they get there and it's not working, boom, they're switching to something else. Yep. Hey, also shout out to Northern Angler Gussie, Jeff yeah. Gustafson. What was that? Nine pounds? Seven. Nine, seven. Nine, seven. Nine yeah. pounds, seven ounces. That's, that's a tank. That's bigger than my baby boy that's upstairs right now. Like, he's still only like eight pounds, four ounces, and he's freaking 70 days old already. Like, yeah, holy I mean, moly. I mean, he's in the top 10. He's fishing the final day. Gustafson yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Corey Johnston is. Um, Austin, Austin Felix. Austin Felix. And, and there's, the cool thing is, too, is like Bernie Schultz is always. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, he's like 70 years old or something like that. Right. Everybody talks about Rick Clun and stuff like that because of his storied history. But Bernie Schultz is always around there. Oh, yeah. You know, he's he's not a Midwest angler, but I think we can throw Polinick in with a. Uh, I like to as, consider as him a Northern, Northern angler. Fish. Because I mean, he's either what is I he, always, Idaho or Washington? Or? Idaho. Idaho. And then That's touching Canada. And you know him and Jacobson are brother in laws or whatever it is and traveling yeah. buddies and stuff like yeah, that. So, so they're battling for the win. I on think this we tournament can call and, I think we can call Carl a northern angler too. See, that's what I was gonna say. You know, I feel like if you're not from south of the Mason Dixon line or whatever right? you want to yeah. say. Like I don't think like if you people, don't have a rebel rebel flag flying in your front yard, you're a northern angler. I just think like when people think of bass fishing, they think of all these southern people. Like it's a southern it thing. It is. Oh, for and, sure. But yep. it's just like they don't think like the northern guys can do good. Right. But I think when the water starts getting colder, I think it's when the northern guys shine because the northern guys are out there when the water's cold, you know, because right. they're trying to get there every, li these guys live and breathe it. So they're out there trying to get their little last bit in. I mean, if they got to break ice to get out there, they'll break ice to get out there to fish for the bass. So, well, and I mean, we get a 55 degree day, you know, around here, Minnesota, you know, Iowa, Minnesota, uh, you know, especially these Canadian guys, Wisconsin, I mean, 55-degree day, you know, when it's it's not really windy, like, hell yeah, that's a nice day. You know, right. that's a good day to sp go spend out there on the boat. You go down to Florida and you see a 55-degree <laughs> day, I, I, will, I kid you not, here a couple years ago, uh, me and my wife went down to uh, Fort Myers Beach, Florida, at like the very beginning of January, and it was like 52 degrees. It, it dropped down to 52 degrees like that night. I mean, it was maybe like 65, 70 during the day. So it was cooler. I mean, don't get me wrong. And uh, we went downtown and we parked our vehicle. We were going to go get some pizza and some ice cream and kind of walk down by the beach and whatnot. And uh, there was a lady going around checking the toll meters for parking. And she was literally bundled up like she was going to go out and ice fish for a whole week straight. And it was like 55 degrees. I had shorts and a t-shirt on. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I probably wished I had a sweatshirt. But this lady was like, I mean, putting hand warmers inside of her mittens. Getting her, getting her <laughs> clam flow suit out to go out exactly. there to check meters. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, when when weather gets like this, you know, I mean, these northern guys, you know, I mean, they're, yeah, I mean, we can still go out and fish in this. And them southern guys, you know, if you're from Louisiana... You don't get that cold right. air, you know, you're pretty, a war you're a warm-blooded critter. <laughs> right. You know, so, yeah, it, it's just a whole different deal down there. And 
Yeah, well, whatever. I'm liking these northern anglers uh, doing good. Yeah, it's good for the it's good for the sport. It's I mean it's just good all the way around. Yep. I mean to prove it, it gives a lot of especially with the high school stuff starting now, more kids getting into it. It makes these kids up here realize that hey, I can I can do this and right. Then, and then when I can't get out in the boat, then that's when the ice fishing time comes around, and a lot of them do that. So yep. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I've been hearing some people kind of talking and. Uh, I think once you get up there in the northeast South Dakota right now and, uh, you know, over into Minnesota, the perch bite is really yeah, turning on. I, the walleye bite like is it. turning on. Uh, I talked to a guy who was up uh, kind of, I don't know, we'll say north of uh, north of Brookings, uh, you know, in, in the Glacial Lakes region there. It's a, it's a lake that was really hot all ice season long, and I'm not going to blurt it out on here. But uh, he was up there, and uh, they went out perch fishing. And uh, five guys got their limit of perch, and they had a couple that uh, nosed 14 inches. Nice. And uh, they caught walleyes along with it. They had some pike, and uh, they, I mean, they said it was pretty much nonstop action all day long. Good deal. And, and it was, I mean, I'll, I'll come flat out and say it was one of the, it was one of the lakes up there that, you know, the Dakota Angler uh, Fishing Report consistently said all year long. I mean, there was, I mean... It was the lake that everyone was talking about all all winter long. And so that's interesting. You know, I mean, I, I never made it up there this year, but I had talked to some people that did uh, during the ice season, and they said that the the roads were lined, you know, the yeah. accesses were lined. And so you know that, you know, a ton of fish got taken off there. And look at here, you know, I mean, there's going to be a ton more fish taken off there. And, I mean, I think that's with all those lakes up there. You know, they, they kind of cycle, and this was, you know, this, this is the year. year. Yep. And it might not be good for another five years, and then all of a sudden on the sixth year, boom, you know, it's it's going to be the lake again. And yep. that's pretty cool that, you know. But there's so many lakes that it never, you know, I mean, oh, this lake ain't good this year, but that, you know. Right, yep. The the lake four miles down the road, that's, yep. that's the one this year, but. And then every once in a while, if you can find that one that nobody knows about and you can right. keep it quiet for a while, you can have a lot of fun. Well, and we've talked to people that are like, you know, hey, dude, this is where you got to go. And they kind of circle a little slew on Google Maps. And it's right. like, yeah, freaking right. And are like, we going to no. get shot at by a no, farmer sh- if we go <laughs> exactly. out there? And, and, you know, it's like, you know, no, 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 no. And they're like, no, seriously, like this thing has monsters right. in it. And I mean, I, I don't know. We've, we've had that a couple numerous times, you know. Your brother kind of teaches up in that region, and he's kind of, you know, told us, you know, hey, I I think this. And and we've never chased those bites down, and and we need to. Yeah, we need to start doing that. Yep. Get off the road and get off the beaten path a little bit and start hitting up in a little, some of them maybe overlooked spots. Just go out there and give it a try. We've talked about that with ponds around here before that are on public land. It's like, maybe we should just go out there and drill a couple holes and see what happens, but. Right, because sometimes those are the ponds that right. it's like, holy moly. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get into. Right. but That's what always kind of makes this time of year kind of tough. Yep, yep, exactly. But uh, you know what makes this uh, time of year not so tough? What's that? That's hunting season. That's hunting season, it is. And it's... guess who got out hunting this week, or this weekend, last weekend? Yep. You're, you're listening to this on Monday or after we're recording it on Sunday. I guess we're not going to sugarcoat it. That's what it is. But Matt got out Minnesota opener pheasant. Yep. Well, let's Minnes- hear about it. Minnesota pheasant opener. It was warm. It was warm. Yeah, yeah. You're damn right it was. It was. I mean, it started off the morning was all right. But, you know, 
when it's warm like that, you really got to watch the dogs. You don't think about it, but you really do. Like, Finley does not do good in warm weather. Really? Yeah. And, like, during the summer when we take her for walks and stuff like that, we always have a water bottle along and stuff. So, it's that's always kind of my PSA right now is always early season. Don't forget, you know, it's nice out for us, and we're out there walking, and we're thinking, oh, this is this is a nice day and stuff. But those dogs are working hard. So, always keep an eye on those dogs and stuff like that. But... Uh, overall, it was it was a good morning. Started off, uh, we walked a couple spots. She kicked up a few birds, some hens, and stuff like that. A lot of young birds, okay. which is good to yeah, see. So, very good. So you know, it's always tough. It makes you stop and think for a second because when they get up, it's it's hard to you know a first year bird to tell if it's a rooster or if it's a hen or right. anything like that. One time, one got up. The only reason you could really tell that it was is that it started to cackle, and then it just had a, you could see the little bit of faint red in it. But yep. I missed that one. So. But yeah, we ended up. I think we ended up with three. There was three of us out hunting. Uh, we missed a couple that we probably should have had. Yep. But that's the way it goes. Got the dogs out. And you Love, knock the rust off. That's right. Love watching the dogs work. Yep. Uh, almost had an encounter with a skunk. Ooh, yep. golly! Is there a, is there a load of skunks There's out a ton right of now? Sk- My brother was telling what me about how many he shot in the last like. He's like the other day. He's like I shot two of them the other day. So and so shot two. So and so shot two. So and so shot two. I mean, it was just like they're everywhere. So that's 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 what I always worry about whenever we're walking. Oh, Luck- for sure. Luckily, Finley has never gotten into one. Me and but yeah, it was close yesterday. I was she was she was in there on something in the weeds, and you know, like I said, the birds were sitting tight. So I yep. didn't know if there was one running around in there or what, and it wasn't getting up. And I started walking over there, and I was downwind of her, and all of a sudden I was like. Ooh, I got a little bit of a whiff something. I was like, get out of there. Let's go. Come on. And it was like, we got out of there. She might have got a little bit, but it wasn't bad. And like after walking a few more spots, it, she it's didn't gone. smell. Yeah. So me and Grady, uh, uh, the other night when we were cruising, we saw one uh, right here in, in my own neighborhood. And uh, then I was talking to my mom later on. And uh, it was probably like a block and a half away from our house uh, when we saw that skunk. And I talked to my mom the next day, and she's like, yeah, I saw a, sn- a skunk in your neighbor's backyard. And so, I mean, it had made its way over over this way. And the other night, me and Grady, this was probably three, four weeks ago, we were out cruising around, and we saw three of them right in the same ditch, like just kind of right. playing with each other. Good God. Yeah, I mean, they are everywhere. I, I don't like them. No, I don't like do, them one bit. Do you, think, do you think it's just the smell, why everybody hates them? Truth be told, they're kind of a cute little critter. Right. I mean, mean, you see people, we were at the farmer's market last weekend, and there was a guy that had a pet one. Shut up. Yeah, walking around. It's on his shoulder. Oh, my God. I've seen it actually quite a bit. You know, they get their scent glands removed, and people say they're just like a cat. So, yeah, he's walking around, has it on his shoulder and everything like that. It's just chilling up there. Did you talk to him? No, I didn't go up and talk to him. Okay. If you are, if you're walking around a farmer's market and you see a guy with a skunk on his shoulder and he says, Hey, this is my pet. If he gives you a cookie, you're going to eat it. I'm not going to eat the cookie. No, cause I'll you ask, don't trust it. Do no. you? No, you're damn right. I don't trust a guy with a pet skunk. No way. No way. I'm, I don't care. I like, I mean, I look at it. It's, it's just gotta be the smell because if you look at a possum, those things are uglier than all get out, but it's just like. They just kind of crawl, like kind of slink around, like do do do. And I mean, it's just like I don't, I, I don't want nothing to do with the possum. Ah, but that uh, the skunk, I just, I think it's a smell that everybody, like everybody hates him. Okay, so 
if if you knew that they were never going to bite you and they didn't stink and you could potty train them, would you have a skunk, a raccoon, or a possum pet? Raccoon. Me too. Yeah. No doubt about it. Raccoons just They're cool. cool. They are way cool. <laughs> like, I mean, that, they're a cool little critter. I'd, I'd, I'd get a pet raccoon in a heartbeat. We didn't run into any of those yesterday. Oh, I guess we did. One time we were walking. Did you really? Couple, God, what couple, didn't you run into couple yesterday? Of the, all of a sudden, the dogs were behind us and heard a few hear, heard some growling. And it was like, yeah, that's a raccoon. Called the dogs over and they left it alone. Saw a buck. We kicked up a little buck. Not, little buck. Okay. Not a big one. Saw a few, Like I said, we saw a few deer. Dry. Man, is it dry out there, though. Coyotes? Jeez, no coyotes. Yeah, I don't think I could even do pheasant hunting this year with my allergies. Oh, man, everything is just... I got out just, there, hoofed up. I, that's another thing I feel bad for the dogs with. I mean, they're running through all those weeds yeah. and everything like that, and the seeds, you know. Right. Got, when I got home last night, I checked Finley over and stuff like that. She had a few, like, in her eye and stuff like that that I okay. cleaned out. And But like I said, it's just fun. I love getting out there and getting behind her and watching what she does. Um, it's like her thing, you yeah. know. It, it's just kind of... It, it kind of makes you proud a little bit when right. you're out there. And then yep. we were out there with two old dogs, my brother's old lab. And, and one of them. Uh, and uh, Greg, Greg's lab jersey. That's Finley's mom. So yeah. that was kind of fun to see them Family two reunion. Out there. Yeah. Do you, like when they see each other, you think that they know? See, I don't know if they do or not. I mean, yeah. they kind of run up there and smell. Finley's one of those, like when she sees a dog, she's just like, I've got it, you know, she'll yank my arm off to go over to that dog, then she'll run over there, they'll get a couple sniffs, and she could care two two ounces of anything about that dog after that. So right. I think that they kind of they kind of know a little bit, but I don't know. I wonder if there's, like, really, truly any other, you know, I mean, aside Kali, this is crazy that I'm even, like, bringing this up, but, like, I wonder if there's any other animals really besides humans that like really know like, oh, that's my mom. That's my brother. You know, right. like whatever. I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's any chance in hell that fish do. I mean, no. you know what I mean? No, can you no, that, I mean, no. can you imagine like going and swim, swimming through the weed patch and like, oh, hey, Daryl, <laughs> long time no see. <laughs> no. That's my cousin. Oh, you know? <laughs> crap, that's my kid over there. I yeah. got to hide. God damn. <laughs> that kid's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> What did he do to his fin? Yeah. Is that a tag? <laughs> That's a freaking tag. tag. <laughs> I told him if he ever got a tag, I'd rip it out with the pliers. That's what my dad said <laughs> yeah. if I ever got earrings. Right. That ain't my son. Nope. No, you got any other uh, hunting plans aside from pheasant hunting this year, Matt? Uh, I, you know, we went out goose hunting one time. Maybe yep, do some yep. duck hunting. Yep. I guess we'll all see where it goes. I've never really like, got any like big plans. Maybe get out in the tree stand a few times. Yep. We'll see. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think I'm going to do any bow hunting this year. Uh, I, I normally love goose hunting and uh, duck hunting, but no, I just don't think that this is the year that it's going to happen. Uh, just with everything that's going on, and you know, goose hunting is kind of well, it's it's currently going on this year, and yeah, it just I don't know. I don't think this is the year, but uh, I do. I'm um, next week. Uh, Iowa early muzzleloader starts, and I think I'm going to uh, partake in that. And, For sure. Uh, probably even get my kids out we uh we missed out on the youth season but uh can still get them uh uh, early muzzleloader tag and get them out for that and so probably try to get them out a couple nights and uh you know if if one of them can get a deer or if i can get a deer i don't know i'm just i'm gonna shoot a doe right Uh, i've i've kind of thought about that too with the bow this year just to just to do it just 
one thing that's not one less thing that's on the plate. You right. know, we were talking about that before we started recording about how this time of year it's just busier than all. It's it really is. busy all the way around. It's like you want to fall fish, and then the openers for things are opening, and it's just like the th- thought of the opener. You get excited for that, so you kind of forget about the fishing a little bit. But then all of a sudden it's just like, well, you know, you get a nice day where it's right. like 70 some degrees and it's just like, man, I should be out fishing, you know, because pretty soon it's going to be locked up. And then, and then, yeah, it just. Right. If, if you're an outdoorsy person that does the hunting and fishing, you know, now once hunting season starts, you know, you probably ain't going to be doing a whole lot of fishing. But if you are a guy that, you know, wants to do more fishing, you know. Yeah, you got you got tons of stuff to do around the house. You know, yeah. if you're in a spot where you got to clean up a bunch of leaves, you got to clean up leaves. Uh, you know, if you uh, aren't a person that keeps your patio furniture outside all you know all year long, well, then you know you got to put that away. And the honey do list is a mile long. You don't get out fishing nearly as much as you want to. And if you're a guy that brings your boat somewhere to get it winterized, you don't want to be that guy that you know. Ah, uh, you know, I'm going to wait till the very end and all of a sudden we get a snowstorm and pretty soon you're driving your boat around on the salty roads right. and you don't want that neither. And yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky time, but, uh, yeah, whatever. It's good to have decisions, I guess. Yeah. Decisions don't hurt. That's the best part about living always, in America. It always, decisions. It always, it always, I always, it's funny. The other day we were doing something in PE and one of the kids had said something about like making a decision on something. And I said, that's where, that's why you live in the greatest country in the world i said right now (laughs) yep decisions so well matt uh i don't know you got anything else you got a good news story i do got a good news story uh my good news story this week is nothing crazy but uh we have actually had a lot of listeners message the uh uh, podcast Facebook page here, like in the past two weeks, the past two weeks has just kind of exploded. We always, you know, we'd, we'd get one here and there, you know, whatever, maybe, maybe one a week or, you know, one every 10 days or something, you know, somebody just reaching out and saying, Hey, just started listening to you guys. Uh, you know, I love your show, whatever. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, we've had people from Montana, we've had people, you know, from, you know, up North of Minnesota, you know, down in Missouri, Illinois, whatever, all, all over. But like literally, like the last two weeks, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, I mean, we've really just kind of had a flood of them, like Pertnier almost one a day. And, and uh, it's just been cool to, to hear what everyone's got to say, you know, the, the stuff that they find interesting, the stuff that they, you know, find funny, whatever. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I need to make it a point to start asking them, you know, how did you find us? You know, what, right. you know, how, how, how did that happen? Because obviously that's something that we need to keep doing, but, uh, no, yeah, that's my good news story this week is just, uh, why I, we appreciate, uh, uh, the people that do message us and, you know, give us words of words of encouragement and, you know, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Uh, so yeah, if, uh, if you're listening and, and you got any questions, you got people that you want to hear, whatever, uh, shoot us a message on Facebook and, uh, you know, we will get back to you. And, uh, uh, yeah, if there's an angler or whatever, um, no, we appreciate that. So maybe it's, maybe it's cause I shared your uh, dream story in weird dreams group on Facebook. That could be it. And that's why everybody's messaging now. They're just What's like, the, Oh, I, I know, I know I got you thinking about it, Matt. What's the weirdest dream you've ever had? Dreaming about you dreaming about playing football against turtles. Like these were tortoises, Matt. <laughs> tortoises, like not tortoises. Turtles. Tortoises, that's right. 
I saw the other day. Hold on, hold on. We got a we got a bit of time. I got to figure this out. Well, you figure that out. I'll share my good news story of the week. Okay. I guess I guess mine would be that we just finished up with middle school football, so it was nice to get the season in. We didn't know if we were going to get a season this year going into it. Uh, the varsity team too went undefeated on the season. Won the district title. Won the Ooh, beef bowl the other night. Beef bowl in exciting fashion. Scored with nineteen or twenty seconds to go to win the thing. Come insane. back from behind. Absolutely, it was crazy. Insane. So yeah, that's probably that's kind of my that's good, news good news of it. Story like I said, there. it was just nice to be able to get out there and do some coaching this year. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Uh, especially yeah, like I say, this year this is just a little bit right. different, but. Currently, the world's oldest known land animal is Jonathan, a 183-year-old Aldabra giant tortoise. 183 years old. 183. That's crazy. 183. That lives on the grounds of the governor's mansion in St. Helena, St. Helena, West Africa. (laughs) 183 years old, like... And the, I mean, he's got a name. <laughs> this, he better this is no, if he's 183 years old. They this better is no middle of the him. road tortoise. I mean, he better be getting treated as a king over there. Yeah, no kidding. Like 183. That's crazy. Yeah, he's seen a lot of stuff in his day. Yep. So, well, good for Jonathan. Good for Jonathan. Good for us. Good for all you listeners. You know what, Matt? So, so like I, I listen to a couple other podcasts and like. Uh, Luke Duncan's uh, Low Budget Live, uh, you know, if you're yeah. really into tournament bass fishing uh, and you're really into no filters, yeah, Luke Duncan yeah. is the guy to listen to because he uh, he tells it the way it is and uh, he, he, he don't give a rip what anyone thinks. Uh, he's from down south, Alabama or something, probably whatever. But uh, so his, his pod, podcast is called Low Budget Live. Uh, and he calls his listeners low lifers. Low lifers. Low lifers. So we need to come up with a name for the listeners of this podcast. I mean, I, you know, I, right. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. But but we are going to put out a challenge. I don't know what we're going to give you. What do you guys want to be called? What do you guys want to be called? I, I want you guys to reach out to us in a message with uh with some names of what you think would be a good name for for the listeners the you know the midwest angler podcast listeners whatever and uh whoever comes up with the coolest one i don't know if we'll put it to a vote if we only get one submission well then i guess you win uh (laughs) if if we get five submissions maybe we'll put it to a vote or or we'll just pick it i don't even know and i don't know what we're going to give you I got a table full of stuff here. I got some Wu Tungstens. I got some 13 fishing plastics. I've got a cold snap uh, toothpick. I've got a bunch of Midwest Angler podcast stickers. I've got a bunch of custom baits that I bought on that website, which I've been kind of weaning myself (laughs) off of. Uh, I need yard work done. You got a couple kids sitting over there. I do. I got a couple kids over there that are good at picking up dog poop. I got some flashlights. I don't know. I guess I'm not just going to give you the junk that's on my table. Maybe I'll go out and buy you something really sweet. I, I don't know. Maybe a new fishing pole. Maybe uh, whatever. We're going to come up with it. But uh, What about like Fishamaniacs or something like that? Fishamaniacs. Kind of going off the Hulkamaniacs thing. Hulkamaniacs. Hulk that's right. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, what all you Fishamaniacs. This is yeah. Hulk Hogan going. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're going to call you, but come up with, uh, give us some suggestions, give us some ideas. We're going to, we're going to figure out what we're going to call you people. And, uh, yeah, well, I guess that was episode 94. Uh, next week we will be back with a guest on episode 95 and, uh, yeah, I guess that's where we're going to leave them. Heck yeah. All right. See ya. See ya.